Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Beaching Company, and I'm Sandy Beach, and we got another great day. Weather-wise, it's going to be good. It was good yesterday. I have to laugh at uh, headlines, though, occasionally. There's a story today in print. I think it's in the Buffalo News. Uh, and it's about Joe Biden's uh, appearance yesterday. He came out after a long time in hibernation. It was almost like waiting for the bears to come out in the spring. Uh, but uh, he, uh, he did what he did. Okay. I'm not going to tell you uh, what he did because it spoils the story. But the headline says Biden delivers blistering attack on <laughs> President Trump. Blistering? Did any of you see that? I mean, we're used to Trump now because we hadn't seen Biden in a long time. Okay? We're not that used to Biden now. Uh, and here's the difference. Blistering attack. If you watch a Trump speech... It's like driving an Indy car, the cars they use at the Indianapolis 500. Pium, 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 pium. Uh, watching Biden was driving an Aztec with a four-cylinder engine. It was it was nothing. Did either of you guys see the Biden thing? I didn't see it, but I read uh, read up on some reviews and saw some interviews with uh, guests that talked about it. And uh, they said that Biden basically delivered uh, to the. Uh, the person that doesn't pay attention, the person doesn't understand what's going on, yeah, Biden delivered to that person. But if you're informed and you know what's going on, Biden would uh, look like a joke. Well, let me tell you something before we go to Buzzy. Uh, I didn't see the whole thing because we were leaving. Uh, we had an appointment uh, to set something up for our wedding, okay? Uh, but in the partial observance of his speech, Three times he mentioned things that were designed as jokes from the president, who explained them as jokes. And he, did, he, he made it sound like the president was serious, talking about cutting down on the number uh, of uh, tests to do because it, it's, a, uh, it, it's, a, it's a bother for him, things like that. Things that he said as a joke, uh, they were included in Byron's speech, so uh, in Biden's speech. 
so either the president is totally uh, president-elect. No, not the president-elect. President-elect will be our president, uh, Donald Trump. Uh, but what he said, either the people advising him don't know what the hell they're doing, or he just purposely ignoring it for the reason you said, Tony. People who heard it the first time, did, a lot of them didn't understand it was a joke, and he had to explain it. And then the second and the third time needed explanation. And he took all of those as, as, uh, as legitimate. I couldn't believe that. Uh, what do you think, Mr. Beamer, Mr. Buzzy Beamer? You know, I've, I've read up on this. Uh, I, I like to go to the New York Post for articles on this. And uh, just a few quotes that stuck out with me. We don't need a cheerleader, Mr. President. We need a president, Mr. President. Uh, I think using the word president three times in a statement. Yeah. But then did you hear what he said to the reporter who asked him about a conjunctive uh, decline, about his decline? Has he been tested for his own mental deterioration? Because the reporter said, you know, when I was 65, I started noticing and I was tested for my mental deterioration. Biden replied, you're a lying dog face. Oh, my God. Did he really? Dog-faced pony soldier. Oh, my God. No, I was gone by the time that, that came up. That would have stuck in my memory. But it, 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 he was so slow. The first part, I guess, he was just speaking from text. And it was slow and not very uh, imaginative. And it's not like, hey, the enemy's over the hill. Let's go get them. It's uh, let's have a snack and think about it. Uh, so he, he wasn't uh, leading me to action in any way, shape, or form. But I did see a review that said that the people asking the questions, none of them asked the important questions. Uh, like three or four things that would have been absolutely must ask, they didn't even ask. So it's the same thing. They don't want to ask. This is the press. They don't change. They don't like Trump. And if you don't like Trump, one of the best ways to uh, show that is to give a softball uh, interview to, um, uh, to Biden. And that's exactly how I saw it. So I saw the first part as a stump speech, basically, but dull. And uh, the second part, if they didn't ask the kind of questions, I mean, when, when Trump has a press conference, they ask everything. Uh, yeah, are you happy uh, that the North won? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can, yeah, can you believe that? They should have their credentials pulled, whoever asked that question. Are you happy that the North won the Civil War? I mean, really. I mean, it's serious. And no, and I don't like the Easter Bunny either, he should have said. Just think, Sandy, there are people out there that don't think that there's a liberal bias in the media. Oh, my God, it's so apparent. And it they believe really, in Santa Claus and the Tooth Fairy yeah, and Easter Bunny. It really is. So yesterday, we went to the restaurant. We went to the restaurant, which will remain unnamed. Uh, and we set up uh, the logistics of the wedding. Now, I was looking at the seating plan for you guys, for you two. Uh, we didn't put you in the main seating area. Uh, and not uh, the secondary area was already filled. Outside, I didn't, um, I didn't think that would be right to put you outside. So... You can stay in the studio and we'll bring you food. How does that? That's about par for the course. <laughs> hey, give Joe and I some beers and some good food, and we don't care where we are. Yeah, <laughs> and what we'll do is we'll leave the food in the parking garage, and if the staff doesn't get it, we'll just tell you what time it's there, 
and you can pretend uh, that uh, maybe we'll do a Skype wedding. Where uh, we'll, so you'll be able to see what's going on, and, and you'll have the food, and that's the best part. And there's going to be a bar there. You can uh, drink, drink, drink. That's good. Uh, just try and keep it the Jenny Cream. Oh, if, if no. Come see? on. That's, that's good. We mentioned Jenny Cream. Now you won't have anything to drink. No, I'll, I won't. I'll Look take at the, the Jenny money Cream. money we're going to save on, on the bar. You'll, you'll have a Jenny Cream, Buzzy? Oh, yeah. After after I go these, 90, these 75 days without drinking, believe me, Jenny Cream will taste just great. <laughs> Joe would go from Meister Brow after that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe appeals. Okay, let's take a break and we will return on News Radio 930 WBN. I saw a video last night of all things to watch. I'm watching World's Dumbest uh, Performances, and they show a couple getting married on this beautiful location, and then they call for the ring to be produced. Okay, as the ring is handed to the groom who is, uh, who is to take it and put it on the finger of the bride, okay? Um, as that w- ring is handled, it gets mishandled, and it, it falls to the ground. The problem was, here's the problem. the It was being uh, in a balcony overlooking the ocean <laughs> where the wedding was being held, and the ring fell in the ocean. And uh, there was great distress, especially the bride. For some reason, the bride was really upset. The groom, okay, he wasn't happy, uh, but okay, maybe that's a sign, you know, you never can tell. Uh, so there are things like that that go on in um, uh, in weddings. And then they showed one, too, where a guy blindfolded his girlfriend. Now, Buzzy, you've done that, so you'll understand this. He blindfolded his girlfriend uh, for her birthday celebration, okay? Uh, and the friends were all there and all that. They took the blindfold off, and and there was the crowd. All of her friends were there. There was the birthday cake. That was nice. And then the groom says, I think seeing that all your friends are here, which sounds familiar to me, will you marry me? She stone fell backwards, absolutely limp, on and fell on her head. Uh, now, that's not a good look. You know what I mean? Uh, she either was uh, so surprised that she didn't know how to react, but she was um, uh, she hit her head backwards. What do you think of that? If your bride did that, would you run like the wind? Yikes! That's scary. Yeah, and her you could tell it wasn't staged because her body didn't twitch. She didn't do anything to break a backwards fall. Now, if you've ever fallen, you know you do anything. You reach anything to try and stop it. And uh, this one, uh, he said, uh, now will you marry me? And he went down on one knee and suddenly, <laughs> boom, down like a ton of bricks. But that, uh, I don't think that'll happen in our wedding. Hopefully. Hopefully uh, not. I'm, I'm asking Bernie to wear a helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Just in case. It'll be a wedding helmet. But we're going to have to find a helmet that you can attach a veil to. And I'm thinking that can't be easy to do. You know what I'm talking about? So, are you guys looking forward to uh, to the wedding? Absolutely. Be this fun. is kind of be like revenge for everything you did to me for mine. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> I was on pins. Believe me, I was on pins and needles because I like, oh my God, Sandy's going to say something. He's going to do something that's really going to get me. I really have to be careful. You didn't really think I would do that, do you, Tony? Well, the fact that you were teasing me and threatening me for weeks <laughs> that you were going to. Well, I thought about it, but then I thought this is going to be something they're going to remember the rest of their life. I tried to come up with something really good, uh, but it was only uh, average, so I didn't do it. But as long as you two kids behave, we'll be all right. (laughs) Well, we will, as long as Bernie doesn't get frisky during the ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) Because Judge Wolfgang's going to be there. We must have some decorum. She will be law and order, trust me. Yeah, she is going to uh, officiate at the ceremony. Uh, She's a dear friend of mine. I've known her forever. So I think she 19- should wear a referee's outfit, have a whistle, whistle with a, hat. a flag, throw a flag, 15-yard penalty on beach. Yep. Illegal piling on, yeah, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Encroachment. <laughs> and as we were thinking of the list of who we're going to invite for the wedding, it's the most, uh, 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 let's see, diversified group of people you'd ever seen. Uh, from all different forms of uh, friendship and acquaintances and things like that, all do different things. It's 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 an interesting group. It's a great group. Cool. Yeah. Do you have uh, your photographer and all no. that, all the stuff in place? Yeah, everything. Not everything's in place yet. The, okay. the, we have a, a date to meet with Lisa for the cake uh, uh, f- uh, from Olson's, and that'll be fabulous right there. If you've ever seen any wedding cakes from Olson's. Uh, that's what they specialize in is wedding cakes, and uh, so that's uh, really great. We're working out getting everything, everything done that we need to have done. Uh, there's a seating plan where the uh, where the seating where the people are going to be seated and things like that. It's going to be small but nice. Cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. How many times have we said that? Oh, I'm a bad boy, bad boy, boy, bad boy. Just a bad boy, yo, 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 yo. Anyway, yeah. So we've got everything planned. Who's going to sit where, and and where the flowers are going? We've seated you behind a bunch of really big flowers. Oh, thanks. So people won't know you're there. But other than that, and I don't think I don't know. But I don't think there's many liberals in the guest list. I could be wrong. Oh. Yeah. Maybe I have to be politically correct. Who's a liberal that we know? I'm not saying mentioning names. <laughs> no, you're names. not saying? <laughs> <laughs> oh, we know a few. <laughs> yeah. If we know a liberal, we don't brag about it. I think you, you know, should we... put Trump 2020 on all the tables. No, you know what we should do? Have one table empty and a place card that says liberal, uh, a liberal attendee. <laughs> now, Tony, I don't want you to be uncomfortable, but we are going to use metal utensils. Okay, good. Okay, so and, uh, don't throw it away. Uh, don't toss it after you're done with it. So. No, I'll just wait in the parking lot for the leftovers. Yeah, that'll be good. No, I'm taking the leftovers home. Oh, man. You you always get somebody that is invited that either doesn't want to come or or can't come. Uh, So uh, I'm counting on that for for my snacks. I think we had a couple that didn't show. Yeah, there's always, I mean, something, either logistics or somebody might not be feeling well. Let's hope that's not true. 
But I hope you get to eat at your wedding like I didn't at mine. I didn't get to enjoy our dinner, and uh, we didn't even get a piece of cake. We got to taste it, but the help took it away before we could finish it. Well, let me tell you, your dinner was good. I enjoyed it. Even though you didn't get to eat it. You know, when I'm making an appearance and I'm at the head table, Mm -hmm. uh, I never eat, ever. Uh, because uh, a lot of people look at you while you're up there, and that'll be the time that uh, food will be falling out of your ears, and uh, you're not. It's not a good look. Piece of Nobody asparagus looks, stuck in your teeth. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nobody looks good eating. It really. Uh, it's like if you watch the animal shows when they graze, they can do that, and they look beautiful. But when people eat, there's big, you know, bulges coming out of their cheek and and, and stuff, uh, gravy dripping down the corner of their mouth. It's not a good look. Look like a chipper shredder in action. Yeah. What I'll probably do is uh, pretend to eat and then actually eat when, uh, when, when we get home. I think that's the best thing. Yeah, and eat before you go. And eat before you go. Otherwise, yeah. you'll be starving to death. Yes, yeah. I was starving. Although, being the bride and groom, we have the number one and the number two servings. Uh, so, uh, I think they'll serve Bernie first because she's a woman. And, and then me. And that, and then after that, uh, the riffraff. And after that, it's fend for yourself. <laughs> it's a free for all. Go for it, because I'm diving into that cake. I can tell you that right now. You're like a pool of piranha. And we are going to try and get that uh, buttercream frosting that you recommended. Yeah, it's so good, so good. Once I started talking about it, I remembered how good it was, and it's uh, it's worth getting. It's my favorite, next to a carrot cake. Oh, I love a carrot cake. Um, but uh, nobody but- ever has a carrot cake for a wedding cake. No, I don't see that. I'll ask Lisa about that. I don't. I don't think I've ever seen that either. Bernie, have you ever seen a carrot cake for a wedding cake? No, she hasn't either. I've had. I went to a wedding once. We had cheesecake as the cake. You know, one layer would be uh, peanut butter. Next layer, chocolate. Uh, That's not next a bad layer. Idea. It was fantastic. I, I think we're going to be more traditional. Um, we're going to um, have a tra- more traditional, but just beautiful cake, because people take pictures of the cake. They bring it home and have rude thoughts. <laughs> and then what is it? You're supposed to save a slice in the freezer for the one-year anniversary, then you take it out and eat it. If I had a slice of Olson's cake it ain't lasting and a put year. it in the freezer, <laughs> it's not going to be there in a year. No. I can tell you that right now. Because I, mean, I, I walk in my sleep, and I know that. I'll walk over there and eat it uh, the night we get married. Okay, that'll be the way it is. And we all know how things get after it sits in the freezer for a year. Oh, yeah, get freezer burn. Yeah, you know, I'd like to, that's, you know, there's some traditions we can get rid of. The put a slice of your wedding cake in the freezer and wait a year tradition. Yeah. I'd like to see the numbers. You know, the divorce rate's 50-50, so I don't think that tradition's really helping anyone. No, if, if the divorce rate is 50-50 and I had a piece of wedding cake in the freezer, I would call my lawyer on the 49th piece. What about clanging the glasses for a kiss and, you know, all night? Ding, 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 ding. They do that all the time, and and I don't know about that. Uh, One thing I'm not going to do, which I never thought was a good idea, and I always think it's disgusting, is mushing a piece of cake into the bride's face. Yeah, First of all, it's a waste of a good piece of cake. (laughs) Secondly, the bride is not going to be happy, I can tell you that right now. Even if she pretends to be... So I'm pushing a kielbasa into her face. <laughs> with sauerkraut. <laughs> with kraut. <laughs> we'll be back after this.
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. And we are back with Beach and Company. I am Sandy Beach. Let us get to the subject, shall we? Yes, we shall. Um, uh, looking around, you see what's going on. One of the things uh, that they're talking about is uh, when this thing lets up a little bit, right now nobody's flying or very few. Well, you know, we talk in absolutes. Yeah, somebody's flying, but not a lot of somebody's, okay? Uh, so it's no, it's no problem. You get on the airplane. You can do social distancing. I'm sure they uh, give you some hand sanitizer and a bottle of water, and that's it. Okay, but you can get on knowing that you're uh, some uh, some distance. I don't even know if that's if you have the uh, the window seat and the aisle seat with uh, nothing in between. I don't know if that's six feet. Probably not, but maybe they give them some kind of dispensation. But right now, uh, some of the airlines are doing advertising saying that they are not filling the center seat. Because the center seat, you should, uh, in order for somebody to use the center seat, they should be engaged to the person sitting next to them because it's very close. Uh, you must have a fiancé uh, section only uh, because it's, uh, you don't want to sit in the center seat. You don't want anybody else to sit in the center seat. But uh, when the airline starts uh, flying again on a major scale, they're going to start selling the center seat again. And I want to know how eager you would be to get on a plane that books the center seats. I've been in the center seat only a half a dozen times in my whole life, and I've flown a lot. uh, Because most of the time, uh, it's not applicable. Uh, But it could be coming out of this thing when people catching up to business meetings or uh, trips or things like that. So I'm asking, uh, would you book or would you not? Uh, How about you, Tony? Now, you don't fly a lot, but if you were a regular flyer, would you fly with somebody in the center seat? Uh, Yeah, I'm not uh, not particularly worried. Again, and I've said this over and over, if I get six, which I already think I probably had it already, uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good that I would be okay. Now, Buzzy, how would you like to sit in the center seat of an airplane? Well, you know, most airlines, if not all now, have a, um, you have to wear a mask when you're flying. So with that in place, I... Does the pilot have a mask on? Well, the pilot's in the, you know... He's in the pilot seat. He's all, him and the co-pilot are all uh, locked up, so... What's your vector, Victor? That's true, (laughs) but did they both get the fish? (laughs) 
They both had the fish. I've seen this movie. The pilot has the fish and the co-pilot has the fish. Surely you can't be serious. And don't call me Shirley. <laughs> but the, sh- the, the short answer is I-, I would feel fine. If everyone has a mask on and that's what we're told will uh, stop the spread, then no reason not to get in that center seat, which will probably be a lot cheaper. I probably wouldn't. Not because I'm, a, a, as we used to say when we were kids, a scaredy cat. Not that I'm that, but I, I, I'm not that comfortable without somebody in the center seat. I'm a large guy. I'm six foot four, weigh a little over 300 pounds, and uh, I, I am not designed for a seat like that, and the seat is not designed for a guy like me. I barely have enough leg room. My knees are usually touching the seat in front. I need the extended belt because they're not made for large guys. Uh, and uh, the, the width of the seat, I have to kind of, you can tell the width. Can you, can you just sit right down in it or do you have to slide into it on an angle? And so all of these things are applicable to me. And so if I knew that that center seat was going to be filled I, and there was no other place they could put me where there wouldn't be one, I probably wouldn't fly. Uh, uh, it's, it's not that important to me. Uh, to be that uncomfortable for an elongated period of time. All right, so that's the first question. Would you get on a plane that fills the center seats? So uh, Tony says yes, Buzzy says yes, and Sandy says no. The second question, how about your travel plans? Uh, Chances are most of you, a large percentage of you, had thoughts in your minds of what you were going to do this year. We're in the middle right now or, uh, of uh, traveling for the summer season. Lots of things uh, were going on that have been canceled. Uh, but I'd like to know, when it does let up, uh, how are you, uh, what are your plans? And what are your plans now? You could still do things if you wanted to, probably uh, by a motor vehicle. Prob- that's the best thought. Uh, but others uh, would cancel because of the threat of the virus. Um, but would you get on a plane at all? Would you get on a cruise ship? Take a cruise. Uh, now, I'm sure the cruise companies have take, taken extra precautions. And believe me, if you've ever been on a cruise, and I'm not just saying this because we, we, we sponsor cruises. Believe me, I would, I, I'm, not, I'm nobody's shell. Uh, but the bottom line is, if they were immaculately clean all the time. And so they would be uh, probably uh, cleaner than that. Uh, I, I would have no problem getting on a cruise ship. Not at all. Because first of all, you know what they do? They surround any place that serves food with a million sanitizers and all kinds of stuff like this. So they know. You know how when uh, you see a, a, uh, some kind of uh, show about Africa and wild animals, they always have the camera crew near the water hole because they know eventually, uh, no matter where the animal lives, they're going to show up at the water hole because they have to, okay? And I think it's the same thing with uh, people. We show uh, our water hole is is the uh, dining areas, and they know eventually we're going to end up at one of the dining areas. So they make sure that everybody around the dining area, at the dining area, my guess, is probably the cleanest of all the extra clean places they already have. Uh, so I would have, I would have no doubts uh, I would get on a cruise ship. Now, 
usually for us in Buffalo to get on a cruise ship, we have to go somewhere else. Uh, and, and we leave from certain places, okay? Uh, so, yeah, I would, I, would do, I would do a cruise. I don't know if I would do an airplane. If I wanted to go somewhere and didn't want a cruise, I would probably go uh, uh, by a truck or car. Because uh, I like to drive, and I think it's great because you really see the country on one of those motor trips. And as long as your family isn't the Griswold family trying to find Wally World, uh, it can be a very enjoyable uh, trip. Let's take a break and return. 803-0930-1800-616-9236, star 930. You can text us at 716-803-0930. We'll be back after this. If you ever write something down yourself and then you can't uh, understand it, my, my writing is terrible. Uh, it is a Beach and Company. Uh, by the way, uh, we do have an acronym for Biden. It was online and it was shown to me. Biden's last name is B-I-D-E-N. And according to this acronym, it stands for Biggest Idiot Democrats Ever Nominated, B-I-D-E-N. Very good. And uh, isn't he the one that calls people dogface? Uh, we got a clip on that roll tape. Last question real quick. Some have speculated You're a sir, line dog that, that, you, that you are subject to some degree of cognitive decline. I'm 65. I don't have word recollection that I used to have. I forget my train of thought from time to time. You got 12 years on me, sir. Are, have you been tested for some degree of cognitive decline? I've been tested and I'm constantly tested. Look, all you all I got to do is watch me and I can hardly wait to compare my cognitive capability to the cognitive capability of the man I'm running against. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, at the beginning of that clip, he called him a dog face, like he's done before. And that was the last question. I'll tell you, I didn't see the whole thing. But my understanding is the question, uh, the things they didn't ask him about uh, were amazing. All of the things that if he ever goes on Fox, they will ask him about. You mean like uh, his son's involvement in a certain... um company in a foreign country you mean with no experience and getting eighty thousand dollars a month yeah 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 yeah, yeah I, that's I it think so and there are other things uh, he he uh, well the good part is he didn't sniff any of the reporters hair that's good the, especially the women uh which is <laughs> which is really not a good look uh but apparently he doesn't get the same press as the president gets. You mean they didn't ask him about spying on Trump and setting up uh, General Flynn? Yeah, they didn't ask him hmm. about that either. It's amazing, isn't yes. it? Yes. All right, let me see. Let me see now. Would you get on a plane that books center seats? And what are your travel plans uh, when uh, when it's time for you to go on vacation? Mr. Beamer, I know we've got a, a ton already of uh, Facebook. Go, what do you got for us? All right. We will start with Lauren, who, on the question, do you have any future travel plans? Lauren says, going to Allegheny for a week stay in a cabin. Well, it was supposed to be a week. They shortened everyone's reservations to clean cabins for two days. So it'll be a five, a three-day trip and looking to just get away and be done with frustration for a while. Uh, that sounds nice, uh, Lauren. Uh, very nice. I hope you have an, uh, a really good vacation. Another, please. Uh, we'll go with Vilia, who says, I don't. Vilia, Vilia. You know, Vilia is the name of a, a classical song. 
and uh, sung by Jeanette McDonald in the movies, just so you'll know. And and Velia has the highest final note I have ever heard recorded, and uh, Jeanette McDonald hits it. Okay, go ahead. She says, I don't have any plans, but my daughter was coming from Las Vegas for a three-day visit next week, but had to cancel the flight. She would have been here 14 days to quarantine when the plan was just for a three-day visit. Now, you know what's surprising is uh, most people in America would go to Vegas on vacation. Somebody living in Vegas is coming here to western New York to go on vacation. See, that kind of strikes me as uh, interesting. Maybe not that interesting, but certainly a semblance of something that's interesting in it. Another, please. We'll go with Ron, who's a top fan on the Facebook page. Ron says, already this year, six trips canceled. The good thing is I can still take that trip to the grocery store when I have to. You know, it's funny, Ron. uh, Bernadette has missed, uh, let's see, she's missed uh, Alaska. She's missed Russia. Two Polish trips. That's five We've got one that's still alive, and that's in January of next year. I don't know what the status is, but that's still open. It's not uh, decided uh, yet. And that is to Australia, which is in January of next year. I'll see. But uh, poor Bernie has missed five trips. So this, uh, this texter has missed even more than Bernie has. All right, another, please. Uh, Here's one you can uh, relate to, Sandy. Nadine says, we are planning to take a trip to Erie, Pennsylvania to buy some of those pepperoni balls based (laughs) on your recommendation. (laughs) (laughs) That is great. Uh, Yeah, remember, when you get on there to that place that sells them, whose name escapes me right at this moment, uh, they have a full factory that makes them because they sell them nationally on eBay. Uh, that's not where you go. Uh, the other place is their retail outlet. It's in a little plaza, and it's a little little dinky pizzeria. But when you go inside, you'll see they have all the pepperoni balls you could possibly want. We're having them uh, whenever we have a, a pasta dish or occasionally a couple with just a salad. And so that works out pretty well. I, I don't know about honeymoon. What do you think about honeymooning uh, with the pizza, uh, with the pepperoni balls? <laughs> They're good, but I think I could do better than that. <laughs> <laughs> they are, and they have different. Uh, some of them, they're called pepperoni balls. Some of them are just pepperoni. And some, uh, some are pepperoni and cheese, and they got a couple of other flavors beyond what I just told you. Uh, but you won't be let down uh, by having them, whether it's on... Um, uh, on your vacation or not, but uh, go down there and get them. One more before the break, please. Yeah, real quick, we'll say Melissa says she still has a trip planned. Just got back and I'm going to California in August. Airfare is so cheap, you can't beat it. Well, uh, have a good vacation and a safe vacation. We'll see you when you get back on News Radio 930. This is WBN. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.